Welcome to the Fulfillment Project. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell, international fitness model and former IFBB Pro figure athlete, turned personal development sponge, entrepreneur, and online marketing junkie. I want to have it all in life, and I am not afraid to admit it. This show is for high-performing, high-vibing humans who are ready to take action, step through their fears, and up-level their life and business. Join me as we take one more step closer to that today. Welcome back to The Fulfillment Project. I am your host, Sarah, and today is Thursday. You know what that means. On Thursdays, I love to bring you guest interviews so you can get so much knowledge and insight and growth from other people aside from myself. My guest today, you are going to love her. She is such a sweetheart. She's been a friend of mine for a few few years. Her name is Brenda Johnston, and she's a transformation coach from a few different levels. She works with weight loss. She works with stress and anxiety, and she she works with performance and I've actually been a client of hers for the past month and I have noticed a world of change in my life, in my thinking, how I'm behaving. So what Brenda does is she is an NLP and hypnosis therapist and we are going to debunk so much of what you might think about hypnosis. If you stick around with us till the end, she's actually going to take us through a hypnosis NLP session on breaking through money block limitations, opening yourself up to receiving and to abundance. And when we can start shedding these blocks and these layers from ourselves, this is when we truly, truly break through in our life to new levels. And I understand this, and this is why, you know, I have invested in Brenda as a coach, and she's someone who I'm working with every single week so that I can continue and grow and up level. Brenda also has an amazing story. She's been dabbling in her side hustle for 10 years. And in the past seven months, she has actually broken through massive, massive breakthroughs with her business, with bringing on NLP, with shedding some of her own layers and her own limiting factors. So you are absolutely going to love this conversation with Brenda. She has so much insight, so much knowledge, and I'm pretty sure that what she's about to tell you and what you're about to go through might just help you breakthrough as well. Here's Brenda. Hi, Brenda. Welcome to The Fulfillment Project. I am so excited to introduce you to my audience and dive into so many juicy topics. So those of you listening here, I am a client of Brenda's and she is a client of mine and Joe's and she's in our mentorship, but she has some like really unique gifts that I know this conversation is going to help you through. So Brenda, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here and a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. This is your first (laughs) podcast episode. Yeah. Yeah, I know. She messaged me before we went live here. She was like, I kind of had a creep out moment this this morning. <laughs> but we're, we're going to talk all about getting inside of your head and sabotaging habits and all that negative self-talk that I think we all just end up into a downward spiral of negativity. Like, Yes, our brains, I like our mind is a very interesting thing. And it's designed to keep us safe. Its job is to keep us safe. But the problem is if we let it kind of overtake what we're doing, then what I like to call critter brain kicks in and all those kind of self-sabotaging moments come up and you start doubting everything that you've ever known. And it can be scary if you let it overtake you. Yeah. And I think that holds so many people back. Like really, it's not about the how. (laughs) No. Yeah. And it's also about taking action, like knowing that I heard somebody, I don't know where I heard this, but somebody had the word fear 
and it was fake evidence appearing real. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what it is because we, we tell ourselves stories, right? And I mean, you've interviewed people and talked about this stuff before, but our belief systems are all formed around the time that we're six or before. And so, I mean, I'm going to be 44 next month. So that's a lot of belief systems that I've been carrying around. All all that shit you got to (laughs) shed. Yeah. I like to call it mind shit. (laughs) We have to clear out the mind shit before we can help people take action and move forward. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. So before we dive into everything, can we give the audience a little bit of a a background knowledge as to who Brenda is and, and what you do in your business? Yes. So... I am a transformation coach and I use a few tools actually to help people transform. But two of the major tools that I use are NLP and hypnosis. And for people out there going, what, what the hell is NLP? It's neuro-linguistic programming. And it basically is how I would explain it is it's the, the language that our mind speaks. So we all have like actual languages that we speak while our mind speaks a certain language as well. And so the neuro is just like, our nervous system, our mind, how we experience things. So if we're visual or auditory or kinesthetic, and then the linguistic part of that is really just how we store these experiences. Some people see pictures, some people are very, they hear sounds, some people it's all about feelings or smells. And then the programming is really just the language that we use to communicate with people. Mm-hmm. And then hypnosis. I'm sure there's people out there thinking that I make people cluck like chickens. <laughs> simply not the case. <laughs> yeah. So tell us, what, what is hypnosis then for those who don't understand? Hypnosis is a lot like meditation. The difference between the two things is when you go into meditation, you're going into it to kind of just clear your mind or let go of things. Whereas when you go into hypnosis, you have a, a specific outcome. So whether that's to help you eat more mindfully, to be a better public speaker, to be better in the bedroom, like there's a specific outcome that we're after. And so we focus on that one outcome. It's really great. Um, A lot of people we work through like money blocks or we work through receiving love and acceptance. It's just all about picking the one outcome and focusing on that. And it's not to say that as time goes on, you can't shift what you want to focus on, but I like to say it's like an onion, right? You peel back one layer and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to work on this now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you use this predominantly for, for fat loss clients, for people wanting to change their weight. So how is this helpful for that? Uh, It really comes down to shifting their beliefs around food. So a lot of people come in and We've developed really bad beliefs around food, especially I'm gonna, when I was growing up, again, with the age thing, but when I was growing up, it was I watched people around me. I watched the adults diet. So my belief around food and fat loss was that if you want to lose weight, you have to suffer. And food is bad. And food makes you fat. And food is not your friend. And so... The flip side of that is I have a lot of clients who come in and their experiences with food are completely different because growing up, they celebrated with food. It's what we do. We celebrate with food. Even at funerals, there's food. And so they would be rewarded with food. And so for them, having to give up this food 
is a big deal. It's very scary for them because they feel like they're going to lose a piece of themselves and that life is just going to suck. So we flip how they view the relationship with food. It's very interesting, the beliefs we have around food. (laughs) That's very powerful because so many people, they think I just need to move more and eat better or eat less. And yes, to a certain degree, we need to get the activity and the nutrition and, and all those habits under control. But if the belief system is a little wonky, then the habits will never be integrated. I always uh, compare it to like a stool, right? With three legs. We always work on our fitness. We always work on our nutrition, but everybody forgets about the muscle in our head, our mind. And so even with me, when I was going through my own journey of losing weight, I didn't really think about my mind. It was all about moving my body, eating differently. But if you don't fix what's going on up top and you don't strengthen that and you don't flip the way you see the world in general, not just relationship with food, like you'll always fall back on your old patterns. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And do you believe that this is why so many people stay stuck with where they are in life, no matter what? Yes. Uh, yes. And all, so I work with like fat loss people, but also I deal with stress management and optimal performance. And the one big thing I see 98% of the time is so many people living in victim mode. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is that you feel like life is constantly happening to you. And I get it because I lived in victim mode for a really long time. When I was 315 pounds, I was like, everything poor me, wah, can't lose the weight, the world is just happening to me. But we get stuck in this mode of not realizing what our role in the situation is. And it's kind of scary because most people don't even realize that they're stuck in victim mode. Most people don't even know that that's a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We had Ryan Ucomi on the podcast uh, the other week, and he was talking about this. So mm-hmm. I love that you're bringing that up as well. So it's not that things are happening to us; they're actually happening for us. And if we can change that perspective, we change the way we view everything. Yeah, and it's especially huge too when people have money blocks. I see a lot of people, and they're constantly focused on what they don't have. They're constantly focused on, "I'm in the hole." I've got to make this so that I'll be okay. And if you're constantly focused on what's not working, like I can't lose weight. I've tried everything. I can't quit smoking. I've tried everything. When we're born, we don't have these beliefs. Mm -hmm. I had a conversation with a smoker one day and she was like, I can't, I'm a smoker. I've been a smoker all my life. Really? You were smoking when you were born? (laughs) Like we don't have those beliefs. They're given to us. And we start to identify as things. So when I was 315 pounds, it was, I'm just the, I'm just the fat, curvy, funny girl. We give ourselves these identities based on our belief system. And that's a very dangerous place to go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's talk about the the subconscious mind a little bit. And I know you're excited (laughs) about this. So, um, and we'll dive into, because I've been working with Brenda, but she's also working with us because she's been having issues trying to market this because it's hard to tell people that they need something that they don't know that they need it. (laughs) Right. Like people's like, people are like, I just need a diet and a training program. No, we need to change the way you view all that and view yourself as well. So talk about the unconscious mind. You can go on that. (laughs) 
You are right that it is very hard to market this also because there's a lot of misconceptions about what it is. People look at this and go, oh, it's a magic wand. You're just going to go poof and I'm fixed. And they're they're very cynical because we judge things that we don't understand. Mm -hmm. So our subconscious mind, like I was saying before, is its job is to keep us safe. So when we decide, you know what, I'm going to do an exercise program and I'm going to eat well and I'm going to go all in. We develop this, this all or nothing mindset, right? And then we start doing this and our subconscious mind goes, holy shit, what are you doing? I do not like this. I do not feel safe. You are depriving me. I don't like it. So our subconscious starts to give us these beliefs. Oh, this is hard. You're never going to succeed. Our subconscious mind is basically like a computer, right? And it's running all of these programs. And so we have to change the operating software in our mind Mm -hmm. so that it becomes more in line with what our goals are. And one of the other things, too, is, and I know people talk about this a lot, and I know people are like, ooh, that's (sighs) woo-woo. We have the, the ability to create whatever we want. But to be able to do that, you really need to know what it is that you want. So for weight loss, <clears throat> excuse me, coming into it and being all excited and going, yeah, I'm, I just want to lose like 30 pounds. But what does that look like? If you can't see, feel, and hear what that experience is going to be, your subconscious mind doesn't understand. It doesn't understand where you want to go. Your subconscious mind, as much as it's like a computer, it's also kind of like the GPS. It helps us get where we want to go. But you have to have a clear vision of where you're going. So when I'm working with people and I'm talking about visualization, a lot of the times people are like, oh, that's weird. Really, is it weird when professional athletes visualize exactly how the game is going to go? And and you've experienced this. You did this when you got your pro card. I remember hearing a story about you telling how you could see the stage. You could smell the things around you. You could feel the lights. You knew exactly what it was going to do. And how did that work out for you? It was amazing. It was like when I was standing on stage, it was the most comfortable I'd ever been. And I was like, I've been here. I've done this a thousand times in my mind. That was my very first, that was 2014. It was my very first experience with really visualizing and I like the process of manifestation, right? Yeah. Because like manifestation can seem wooey, but really this is what it is. It's programming your mind to follow through with something that you want to bring to light. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly like that. And I think it was... Um... Albert Einstein, actually, who said years ago, he was like, everything is energy. I'm energy, your energy, the room that you're in is energy. And it's not philosophy and it's not woo-woo. It's not even spiritual. It's physics. Like it's scientific. Everything around us is energy. So if you are vibrating at the higher level, if you're vibrating at the things you want to attract, you will bring them to you. Have you ever noticed or have you ever gone through life and you're like, oh man, I'm so focused on my debt. And what do you get more of? Your debt. Or you're so focused on, I can't lose weight. And what starts to happen, the freaking scale starts to go up. And you're like, why is this happening? Because you're so focused on the negative. The other cool thing about the subconscious mind is 
it doesn't understand negatives. So the way we speak to ourselves is very important. For example, if you and I were in a room and there was a carpet, one of those like throw carpets, and you're leaving the room and I said, oh, Sarah, be careful. Don't trip over that carpet. What do you think is going to happen as you're leaving the room? Trip over the carpet. Yeah, because our brain doesn't understand it. It's like when people go, oh, I hope I'm not getting sick. And then literally five minutes later, they're sick because our brain does not understand negatives, which is why it's so important. And I know you and Joe talk about this a lot, too, which made me really happy to see this. The two most powerful words in the English language and for our subconscious mind is I am. Mm -hmm. I am literally tells your brain what is happening. So if you're sitting there going, oh, I'm so poor. I'm so fat. I'm so miserable. So you're going to get more of. I'm an idiot. I'm stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I I can't can't do that. Yeah. It's victim mode. If you're the I am negatives, you're in victim mode. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because when I started doing this work, it's so easy for me now to pick up people's patterns and just with like random conversations. And I just want to help everybody, but I don't want to be that person, that preachy person. Yeah. You know, if you just change the way you were talking to yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an interesting topic because I think you, you definitely need to be open to it because I'm sure maybe you, you've been seen with clients who have been recommended they're there, they're going through the actions, but they're not really believing in the process. Well, and that's the thing too. So you just said the magic word there, going through the actions. Some of them don't even take the action. So it's like, if you came to me and I gave you a workout, like a training program, and I was like, okay, Sarah, you need to go to the gym, train three to five times a week, and then do like five days of cardio. And then two weeks later, you come to see me and you're like, yeah, this isn't working. And I look at you and I'm like, okay, how's your training going? Oh, I haven't been going. <laughs> it, it's, there's this misconception about what I do that I'm going to a put you to sleep and then you're going to wake up and everything is going to be fixed. And you know, because you're going through this, you have stuff you have to do. You have actions you need to take. Mm-hmm. It's not about poof, your sleep, magic, you're healed. <laughs> Doesn't, doesn't work like that. Yeah. I wish it did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We wouldn't. We wouldn't have a have a career though. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's true. Everyone would be fit, and everyone would have an awesome business. <laughs> it's true, right? But that's why, like, yes, you need the action and the strategy. But this whole mindset work and reprogramming your mind is, like, it's the core of it. It's where everything starts. And um, I think it's so beautiful because I started working with you as well. Um, and I want to dive into that, but first. Since you, because you have been helping women lose weight, like, you know, you have nutrition background, you have a training background, but this is really new for you integrating within the last less than a year, right? Mm -hmm. The the NLP. So what, what kind of shifts have you seen success wise with clients now integrating the NLP with the nutrition, with the training? Oh my gosh. It's, it's crazy because I, I went through it myself before I started, um, wanting to do it with clients, obviously, like I do with everything. But with my clients, I don't want to say that it makes it um, quicker, but it does make it easier because once you start to change the way you look at food or once you start to let go of your old belief systems around food, it does become easier because you're like, oh, this is this is really kind of interesting and 
easy and, oh, hey, my sugar cravings are going away. And, oh, I don't think about that anymore. I literally, I have a client, I just started working with her two weeks ago, and she messaged me seven days. So she's a virtual client. I don't even see her in person. I gave her the mindful eating audio program because she has very bad sugar cravings, like three scoops of sugar and coffee kind of sugar cravings. And so I gave her the audio program. We had not even gotten her started on like the actual eating shifts. I think it was four days after she had the audio program. She goes, I, I'm not actually sure what's going on, but I don't have any sugar cravings at all. And I just went on vacation with my kids and we went to my favorite candy store and normally I would get back to my car and like Hoover that bag of candy. She goes, I haven't, it's been three days. I haven't even eaten. She goes, is this normal? <laughs> I'm like, yes. That's <laughs> but then amazing. what is normal? Right. But yeah. like, yeah. And it's interesting about food too. Cause I remember when I stopped competing, I had to change my belief on how I stayed in shape. Cause before it was either I'm in contest prep or I'm in off season bulking. So it was either I'm on or I'm off. I'm on a diet plan or I'm off a diet plan. And I am sure like so many people can relate to this, right? If you skip from diet to diet. And I remember going through school for holistic nutrition and I literally had to integrate like food is nourishing for me. Like food gives me energy. It's not just about how I look. And I think subconsciously, I just naturally changed my beliefs on that. I could be in shape all year, all year round. And that took a lot of internal work for myself. And I think it, it is a little easier for some people, you know, but do you find that there's a certain period of time that would take for people to integrate or it depends on how open people are to change? Depends on a few things. So it really depends on how open somebody is to change. So for example, if you come to see me and I'm like, Hey Sarah, like what's going on with you? And you're like, well, I need to lose weight because so-and-so told me that it's not healthy. If you're not there because you want to be there, it's not really going to work. If you come to see me and you specifically come and you're like, this, you can't hypnotize me. This isn't going to work. Okay. <laughs> Probably not because you've already got this belief that it's not going to work. And the other, the third thing is how long have you been feeling this way? So somebody who maybe has like 10 pounds to lose versus somebody who has over a hundred pounds to lose, completely different experience. 10 pounds, maybe you're with me for eight to 16 sessions. Anything like 25 or over pounds, depending on how long you've been in that state and what's been keeping you stuck it takes a little bit longer, but it's not that we're constantly focusing on just the losing of the weight. It's we're, when you get to the point you want to be at, it's understanding that you can maintain this effortlessly and easily. And you just said, I learned that I could be in shape all year round, yeah. but it's first breaking through all of the beliefs that you can't lose weight. And then once you get there, keeping it off, because what is the societal, um, norm, right? It's like, Oh, if you lose weight, you're going to put it all back on. Mm. And I remember like when I went through my own journey, like when I lost 145 pounds, the first thing in my head, anytime I felt like I had slipped up or I ate something bad, or I just wanted to enjoy life right away in my head. Oh, you're going to get fat. You're going to get fat. Really? I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to be 315 pounds again. doesn't really work like that, but that's where our brain goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. And, uh, that happens with business too, right? Like 
you know, and even like we've been working with you on getting more on video or, you know, people, <laughs> she makes, a, she makes a cringing face, you know, and we talk about a lot of this on the show of like to up level as a business owner, like you need to shed all of those beliefs. So with building this business and with stepping out more on social media and stepping out more into this role, cause you still have a full-time career. Yeah. So you're doing this part-time. What have some of the beliefs you've had to shed about building a business? Holy doodles. Okay. So first of all, we need to explain to people that I've had, well, I thought it was a business, but I'm going to call it a hobby for like yeah. 10 years. So Brenda and I first came into contact 2016, I believe, right? Yeah. I was still doing network marketing. She wanted to come in and I wanted to help her. Um, and there were, there were a lot of blocks, like you would get into action, but then you would stop. And I definitely believe like there's a timing for everything. And mm-hmm. I mean, network marketing wasn't for me in the end and, and it really wasn't for you, but let's take, take us back to like starting your side hustle or your hobby and, and how this evolution has been. So I started as a personal trainer because when I lost weight, people just wanted to work out with me and I was like, holy shit, I'm going to hurt somebody. <laughs> so I went And I took one of the hardest certifications you can get. It's the NSCA certification. I have no science background. I had these beliefs that like, oh, I'm never going to be able to do this. took me three times to pass the exam because it was so hard. But that's when my, my mind started to shift around things. So I was able to do that. So then I was training people for many years. And I realized, you know, it's not just about the fitness like people I want to understand what's going on inside people's bodies and not even like the food part of things I want to know how the toaster works so I take it apart so I went and I got certified as a nutritional therapy consultant and so I'm working with people and they're, they're having success but the problem was they weren't having lasting success or they'd have they do really well for like three months and then totally fall off. And I was getting really frustrated, which I know now that that's, it's not my place to fix people, but like, but I think frustrated. I mean, even so many professionals listening to this right now, they probably see that pattern with their own clients. Like it's so common with the weight loss industry. Yeah. And I remember being interviewed for this book. It was a book about real life weight loss success stories. And this neuroscientist was interviewing me and he asked me, how was I able to keep the weight off for so long? And I couldn't answer him. (laughs) I was like, I don't know. And so it was at that moment, I'm like, I need to learn more about how the mind works because obviously there's more to this than just fitness nutrition. So I went and I studied Uh, the NLP and the hypnosis. And I went through it and just honestly, after the first session that I had, I left there driving home. It was in Burlington. So I live about an hour away from Burlington. I was driving and I just remember having conversations with myself in the car going, how I, I feel different. How can this be working already? This is no, no. Like I was questioning everything because I didn't want it to work (laughs) because my subconscious mind was like, no, it can't be this easy, right? Yeah, it, right? Yeah. It can't be easy because that's what we've been taught. Nothing is easy. Change is not easy. Change is a skill that you need to learn. So I was questioning everything. And so then as I started going through it and I realized that even if we're working on like mindful eating, it changes your relationship with people. 
and it changes the way you communicate in general. And I just started to step back from everything and going, what is my role in this? Because I remember asking my mentor when I was going through it, because she said, you, you have a lot of things you need to change if you want to have better relationships. And I was like, well, what the fuck do I have to change? Not my (laughs) fault. (laughs) Not my problem. (laughs) You need to change. (laughs) But you do. (laughs) Because the quickest way to change other people around you is literally to change yourself. It's infectious. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how it all started. But then I reached out to you and Joe because I I guess that was in January. Yeah, January of 2018 this year. Because I had been growing my hobby for 10 years and it wasn't really doing anything and I didn't have a clue what I needed to be doing and I had watched you and Joe, that sounds really creepy, but I had watched you and Joe (laughs) and seen your success and seen what you guys were doing and I'm not dumb. I know that if you want to be successful, model the people that are ahead of you. (laughs) So I connected with you guys and even when we started working... uh, I had huge blocks. I didn't realize I had huge blocks. I thought I had worked through all my blocks. That's another thing just to touch on too. You're never fully through everything. Stuff will always come up, but it's how you deal with it. So when the blocks come up, instead of curling up in a ball and crying, you go, oh, I can deal with this. It's different. I'm just going to go around. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, like, that's what creates success, right? Knowing that we are never perfect. We never have it all figured out. But if you're open to the growth and moving past those hard moments, those moments where you want to give up, you want to like cower back into where you're comfortable, but that doesn't create happiness. That doesn't create fulfillment. So, and the other scary thing was I had a horrible fear of judgment, especially bringing in the NLP and the hypnosis. I thought, Oh my goodness. People are going to think that I'm some crazy person now and I've gone off the deep end. I'm doing all this crazy stuff. And it's funny because when I went from personal trainer to adding in nutrition, I was like, people are going to judge me. (laughs) So when I add this stuff in, I was like, people are going to judge me. And especially around this, because my perception of this had always been what I saw on stages, people up on a stage making people cluck like chickens or have sex with chairs. Like... (laughs) I just thought, oh, people are going to judge me. And so even when we started working together, I would even say it took probably up until a few months ago, I wasn't even really comfortable stepping into who I was and what I can do for people. And so that was a challenge. That's huge though. Cause if you think about how many people are trying to build their business and to step out there, um, like whether it's social media or marketing, or, you know, you just hosted your first event where you spoke in front of people in order to build your business, you literally need to have the confidence to stand up and be like, this is what I believe in. And I know that I can help you transform your life in whatever way Mm. that is. And I think that's a huge problem for a lot of people. It's interesting you brought up there that you felt like you were being judged. Does that, can you relate that back to anywhere in your childhood at all where you always felt judged? Oh my gosh. Okay. So first of all, I'm an only child. (laughs) So there's a lot of pressure on me growing up, even though it was pressure that I'm sure I put on myself. 
Joe and I are so excited to announce that we have opened up applications for our Learn to Earn Mentorship starting September 28, 2018. If you're a health and fitness professional looking to increase your online presence and grow your social media accounts, implement automated systems to create more time freedom, have a system for generating new client leads every single week, improve your sales strategy and confidence behind selling, implement and launch group challenges and transformations in your business, and ultimately have us be your guide and accountability to ensure your business grows, then this mentorship is for you. Keep listening. This is how it's going to work. We are only taking on 15 business owners for three months. We have sold out our previous two mentorships that we've run, so space is extremely limited. We're going to meet as a group starting September 28th in Hamilton, Ontario, then again in October, and again in November. These group meetings are to give you an environment for growth with like-minded entrepreneurs and the education and knowledge you'll need to grow your business. Between the group meetings, we'll have private Skype calls with myself and Joe and provide you with individualized action plans that, you, that your business needs, along with weekly accountability check-ins and daily chat access right on your phone through our app that we work with with clients. You can find the application form at www.learntoearnofficial.com. After filling that out, we want to have a phone call with you to ensure that this is the right fit for you and the stage that your business is at and see if you know this is a really great relationship. Some of the success from our previous mentorships have been turning Instagram accounts from 5,000 followers to 20,000 followers, turning income from $1,000 per week to $10,000 per week, giving someone the confidence to raise their rates from $40 per hour to $95 per hour and completely booking out their client list, finally hiring trainers and building out a team around them, launching online programs and additional revenue streams, and I could go on and on. But truly, the transformation comes from having people like Joe and I to give you the permission to up-level, let you know that you're on the right track or the wrong track, you know, redirecting you and keeping you accountable to your business goals. If this sounds like the journey that you want to embark on, head on over to our application and let's have a call and see where your business is at and, and see what your goals are for yourself. One phone call could completely change your life and business. You're great at what you do. Your clients love you. Now it's time to truly be great at business and make the income and the impact that I know that you are wanting. So head on over to www.learntoearnofficial.com, fill out an application, and let's have a call. And so I constantly, when I was younger, I was a model. I was very skinny. I think the judgment for me didn't really start until I started to put on my weight when I was in my 20s. And it was a lot of weight. <laughs> so I constantly felt like if I'm outside eating, people are judging me. If I go into a store for, and I'm using air quotes here, skinny people, people are the people who work there are going to be like, what's that fat girl doing in here? And so the judgment piece started to grow and grow and grow and go. And then when I lost the weight, a whole new set of judgments came. <laughs> so it's interesting because you lose the weight and you think everything's just magically going to be fixed. But again, if you don't fix your mind. So then the new judgments I had were, I literally would go into stores and pick up the biggest size on the rack because in my head, they were still looking at me saying, what's the fat girl doing in this store? And it was ridiculous because I would try something on and then the sales girl would be like, how, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, it's about five sizes too big. <laughs> like, yeah. you... And then I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to judge me and think I'm making fun of big people. <laughs> 
Mm, interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, over the last, I guess it's been eight months now since you've been working with Joe and I, there was little to no traction in 10 years with your business. Now, obviously yep. there's NLP and something you massively believe in, but what has changed from how you present yourself to the world and market yourself? I am not afraid to talk about the things that I believe in now. One of the big judgments for me also, I'm kind of anti-diet. I, I wish that everybody on the planet would just give the middle finger to dieting. Um, so for me, I was afraid people were going to say, oh, now she's got this quick fix. And I've always been against quick fixes. And so it was about learning how to communicate to people what this really is and why I believe in it. And that was the one of the hugest aha moments I had was just going to screw it and <laughs> just talking about it yeah. and not worrying. I like if it, people are going to judge me, then they're not my people. That's awesome. That's great that you have that belief in yourself now. And I think it's interesting because like you've replaced your full-time income already yes. and you know, you've talked about wanting to do something on your own for so long. And I mean, do you feel that you now have that confidence to, if you wanted to leave your full-time job, you could? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in seven, so I'm going to say seven months because June, I was away for most of June. So from January to now, I literally went from maybe making $1,500 a month to, well over like 7,000 part-time part-time. So yes, I would say that the future is going to be interesting in the directions that I go in. <laughs> yeah, That's so amazing. But I think like you've learned to step through the fears and the things that make you feel uncomfortable. And I mean, with me telling you to get on video or even like you said, before we you know started the recording of this podcast, like, you know, you were a little nervous. What would you say to someone who they stay stuck in their fear? Oh God, so many people stay stuck in their fear. Take action. Do the things that scare the shit out of you. Because if you allow the fear to control you, you will never, ever do it. I used to be afraid of talking about money. I never would have said anything about money, like even four months ago. You have to literally, first of all, what the hell do you want? What is the outcome you want? Because if you do not know what you want, how are you going to get there? Mm -hmm. So saying, I want to lose weight. Great. What does that look like? I want to build a business. Great. What does that look like? What does it feel like? What does it freaking smell like to you? Mm -hmm. Know where you're going and that'll help you step out of the fear and just take action. The, like the video thing makes me want to vomit on myself. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but I'm getting better at it because I'm just like, screw it. I'm just going to do it. And if I stumble over my words, meh, whatever, what are they going to do? Not watch my next video. Okay. <laughs> like yeah. just take action. Action. Oh, I just dropped my crystal. Action is literally, it propels you out of fear. Yeah. You have to do it. Amazing. I love it. You're such an action taker now and you're so resourceful too. I think that's one skill that a lot of people like, oh, well, I don't know how to do that, or I'm not good at that. And they never integrate the action or the steps on how to get better at something or how to learn how to do something. And that's what, like, Joe and I just love working with you because we're like, Brenda, do this. And you might, like, fight back a little bit. I'm like, no, do it. You're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I'm paying you <laughs> to help me. Oh, it's interesting. So. <laughs> There's a lot of people who pay who don't do action. <laughs> yeah. And that, you know what? It's the same on my end too. People will come and pay me a lot of money to work with me. I had somebody literally, he, he was like, I, I need to work with you. I need to work through this stuff. You need to find time for me. Great. Found time for you. Every single excuse in the book, because that's what we do. We put up these excuses. Time is an excuse. Money is an excuse. Yeah. Knowledge is an excuse. It's called Google.com. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can find anything you need online. I heard someone on, a, on another podcast refer to it as Google University. Yeah. yeah. I literally, like, I live on Google and YouTube. Like, if I don't know how to do something, I just Google it. <laughs> well, and but that's interesting, too, because one of the things when I first started working with you and Joe, because I am very resourceful, I had this problem asking for help. <laughs> So if I couldn't find something, I would stew. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to keep driving myself insane trying to do this. And then when I learned, and that's a judgment thing, right? When I learned to let go of the judgment and just go, hey, man, can you tell me how I do this? Or did I do this right? Or what do you think of this? Even if it was just for validation, it helped me keep in my action. It helped keep me going forward. Because mm -hmm. then there's no excuse. You can't can't make an excuse for not knowing things. Yeah. That's interesting. You brought that up. That just like opened my mind up to something too. Maybe I have judgment issue because uh, <laughs> we, we'll work on that. Um, we, we hired on a marketing team and Scott and he helps us build out our funnels and do our, our Facebook ads and stuff like that now. And there's a, a monthly fee that we pay him and his team. And we ended up meeting up with, for dinner with him uh, a few weeks ago. And he was like, Sarah, like, you got to tell me what you want me to do. And I'm like, what? He's like, unload work to us. And I'm like, Oh, right. Yeah. I did hire you for a reason. So it's hard yeah. as much as we want the help or even hire on the help, giving up that control is so hard. Um, and this is actually one of the reasons why I've hired you. So I've been working with Brendan now for almost a month. Uh, I see her every week for some NLP and hypnosis and I do some other audio stuff every night with her uh, because I think uh, if you listen to a few podcasts or episodes ago, I was having some anxiety and, you know, I think we've all stemmed this back to uh, a bit of a control, a bit of a workaholic and uh, Brenda and I uncovered that I have this, I'm not good enough belief in myself. And it, can you explain to them how we uncovered that with me, what that process was? So we did a, an exercise that I like to call talking to your subconscious mind. So basically we just had you very relaxed and I had you paying attention to the sensations in your body. And while you were doing that, I actually had you in your mind, not out loud because people are going to be going, Oh God, judgment. I have to talk out loud. I had you thank your subconscious mind for always protecting you because what people need to understand is, all behaviors, even the negative ones, even the feelings of anxiety, they have a positive meaning or reason for them. And so we had you very relaxed. We had you kind of thanking your subconscious mind. And then I asked you to pay attention to the feelings in your body because I wanted to talk to your subconscious mind. And so as you were sitting there, you were asking your mind if it would communicate and you started to feel the little tinglies on your face. <laughs> some people feel that. Some people get hot, cold. They get the feeling in their stomach like they're going to vomit on themselves. And so when we get that, we ask your subconscious if that's a yes response. 
because our subconscious mind is always, always talking to us. People just don't listen. And once we got the yes response, we asked, I asked you very directly, what is the first thing that comes to your head? Why is this the behavior that you're being given? And the first thing that popped out of your mouth was fear. And so I asked you, what, what are you afraid of? And then from there, you just started to realize all of these things started to come out, all these beliefs about like the judgment, the fear of not being good enough. And if you're not constantly moving, constantly doing stuff, not constantly producing, then you'll be judged because people will be like, well, you're not working hard enough. And you also had that fear and judgment feeling of if you're not constantly moving, it will go away. So it's a very interesting exercise that I like to do with people to kind of get to the root of what's going on. It's a very safe environment. It's a very safe kind of exercise. And when I say people, your subconscious mind is always talking to you. You know how people are like, listen to your gut? Okay. (laughs) That is a physical reaction that your subconscious mind is giving you when something is not right or something is wrong. We have to start listening. It's like when I said to you now, if you have a question that you're not or something you want to do and you're not sure of it, sit in the quiet for a moment and ask and pay attention. And if that tingly comes to you, do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a yes. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to listen. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting to keep uncovering these things. And that's why like, I love being with Joe because he's such a growth minded person, too. And same with myself. And, you know, anyone listening here who building a business or wanting to take on a goal in your life, we do it for a certain reason. And I'm at the point right now where I think when we all start to build a business, we're like, okay, I got to build a business. I got to make money. I got to pay my bills. I need clients. And we start with that really surface layer of stuff. But once you're making the income you want and you have all the things that you want, and these are some of the things that I started to notice was that I was still driving myself into the ground with work. I was still like launch after launch after launch and just overproducing to the point where it was making me burnt out. And like, that's why I'm a super self-aware person. I had to step back and be like, why am I getting anxiety? Why am I you know, burning myself into the ground when like, it's not a money thing. Like, is it like, am I just craving achievement? Like, what is that underlying layer that's making me do this? And this is the whole process of talking to the the subconscious mind. Well, and what else happened to you when you started to burn yourself out? You hurt yourself physically. Yeah. I had a Your back, back got hurt. Yeah. yeah. So. It's literally like, I watch things like that. And I think I messaged you too. I'm yep. like, the universe is telling you to slow the F down. <laughs> yep. I definitely got a message from you, <laughs> but stubborn me. <laughs> but it's because we don't listen, right? It's, and even with me, like working through some of my blocks, when I started working with you and Joe, my judgment theme or story was, well, you don't deserve to be successful because you're not working nearly as hard as these other people. You're only doing this part-time. You don't deserve this. You haven't been doing this long enough. And I'm like, whoa, I've been doing, I've been helping people for 10 years. Yeah. I mean, the other day somebody asked me how long I've been doing the NLP and hypnosis. And right away, my judgment story popped up and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to tell them that it's been a year and they're going to be like, I'm going somewhere else. Like, why should I see you? Yeah. But I know that the work that I do helps people because I've seen it. 
Yeah, I see that a lot with people. They're like, well, I've only been doing this for a year. I can't charge X amount of dollars or I can't call myself an expert. And, and that, that's the total belief thing. Yeah. And the interesting thing was I, when I started working with you guys, I didn't know what to call myself. <laughs> and I remember having this conversation with Joe and I was like, I'm not a personal trainer. I'm a nutritional therapy consultant. And now I'm an NLP practitioner and a consulting hypnotist. What the hell am I? And he looked me dead in the eye and I'll never forget this. He's like, you're a fucking human being <laughs> and you have all of these tools you can use. And I went, Oh, and ever since that moment, I'm like, well, what do I do for people? I help them transform. I'm a transformation coach. There you go. And have all these tools. So we have to stop. And again, it goes back to identifying, right? We have to stop taking all of our certifications and identifying ourselves as a certification mm, yeah. because that keep you stuck in a box. <laughs> Yeah. And it's also hard. And I see this a lot with the health and fitness professionals. They have like 50 certifications and they're like, oh, I don't know what I do. And like Joe has explained to you, there are tools in your toolbox for helping people transform in, in numerous different ways. You might use three tools. You might use them all. Well, and with every client, it's different, right? Some people come, we specifically just do NLP and hypnosis. Some people come and we combine that with nutritional therapy. Some people come, we combine it with training. Like it's all individual. And you know this from nutrition school. It's bio-individuality. Every single person is different. It's why sometimes I have a hard time quantifying like if I have packages for people, like my stress management versus weight loss versus whatever, it's hard for me to quantify what you get in a package because everybody is different. I'm not just spewing out some custom or like some generic thing. Like everything is custom. You could come to see me for weight loss, but the next week you realize that you have a big um, speech you have to do and you've been stressing about it. And so we have to work on public speaking. Like it shifts and changes and it's very organic, mm -hmm. which is why I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you've found this too, because I think a lot of people struggle with this. They either get certified as something. And I think, you know, from experience when you, when something lights you up, it's like nothing can hold you back from like wanting to help people or putting yourself out there or shouting it. And I think like just being the trainer or the new nutritional counselor, like it wasn't a, a, a perfect fit for you. No. Cause I never felt like it was enough for people or for me. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. I just, I always felt like something was missing. And then when I found this piece of it and also people have to understand when I'm working with somebody and I'm helping them move through stuff, it heals a piece of me or it can also bring up stuff for me. Yeah. So it's a very, it's a very interesting exchange of energy. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I find that as well with business coaching, I'm a lot more diligent. Like I, I've always been like a good business person, but I'm a lot more diligent now with business now that I'm actually teaching it and teaching marketing. And it's interesting. We, our clients teach us so much and, and our journey continues to unfold and grow as well. But the, the moment that you stop growing, that's, that's when your brain just goes, meh. Yes. You, an evolving mind is the best tool anybody could have in yes. their arsenal of tools. Yes. And understanding that you're not your certifications. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What are some of the common blocks that you see with 
business owners or entrepreneurs? Oh my goodness. Oh, huge. And this comes up a lot money blocks, especially around receiving money. I constantly hear, and I used to go through this too. So I understand the, you know, I have these clients and they haven't paid me yet. And it's been like two weeks and I'm still waiting and I've got these bills to pay or I, Ooh, I, yeah, I can't, I can't charge that amount of money. Cause no. So it all goes back to a few things, actually, how we were raised to believe in money. If we watched our parents struggle to make money, then for us, making money is always going to be hard because that's our belief. Or if we've got these beliefs that we don't deserve things, not only, so the receiving part of that, the bringing it into you, I went through this thing where I could bring in a shit ton of money and then within a week it was all gone. Because my belief was I didn't deserve to have the money because I wasn't working hard enough like everybody else. So my subconscious mind was like, oh, money, get rid of it. So either bills would come up or the car would break down or the dog would get sick or something so that the money was gone. But the biggest, this, I actually can't believe the money blocks that so many entrepreneurs have, especially around being able to ask for the money. Mm-hmm. And being able to receive the money and not feel dirty. I've had people tell me they feel dirty about asking for money. Mm. Do you go into a store and buy something and go, yeah, I'm just going to pay you uh, when I get a chance. Thanks for the stuff. No. Yeah, <laughs> There's something about service providers, you know, coaches, trainers, therapists, that they feel bad asking for money to pay for their services. Meanwhile, you, yeah, like exactly what you said there, you'd never walk into a store or a restaurant and not expect to pay. So it's almost like trying to look at it from the end user's perspective. They're hiring you for a reason. They know that you're charging money, but your belief around money and your perception of it makes you scared. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. And until you deal with that, you are going to struggle. Until you recognize what your beliefs around money are and you clear that shit out, that mind shit, you will struggle. I struggled for 10 freaking years with my hobby business Mm. (laughs) because I didn't believe that I was worthy of making that money. I didn't believe that I knew enough, which is why the other thing they do is we don't believe we know enough. So we constantly keep consuming, 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 learning, learning, learning because it's an excuse not to take action and move forward. Oh, I can't do that because I'm still learning. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not good enough yet. Right. That comes back to that. But that's safety, right? It's keeping you safe. If you can't take action and move forward, then you're safe and there's no fear of failure because you're not taking any action. Mm. Can we do something fun for the audience right now? Yes. Okay. So maybe uh, if if you're driving, don't do this, but can we take people through maybe a five minute, 10 minute exercise of what it would be like to get into hypnosis? Yes. And maybe we can talk about the receiving money thing, because I think that would be is a big block for a lot of people listening here. Okay. So let me just think a minute here. Okay. I'll, I'll be, I'll be your test subject. Okay, so you're going to, if you're listening to this or when you're listening to this, please don't be driving when you do this. Be somewhere safe and comfortable. So, Sarah, you're my test subject. So you're going to shut your eyes. You're going to take a big, deep breath in for me. And you're going to let it out very slowly. And as you let that out, I want you to imagine that you're standing on the edge of a meadow 
and this meadow is very beautiful. There's lots of luscious green grass. And as you're standing on this grass, you can feel the cool, crisp grass crunching under your feet or squishing under your feet. You can feel the warm sun beating down and touching your skin. And in the distance, you can hear birds chirping. And now you decide that you're going to move forward through the meadow. And as you're walking through this meadow, you see all of these beautiful colored flowers, all sorts of flowers and all different colors. And you see them kind of bending in the wind. And you stop for a minute and you take another deep breath in. And you let it out slowly, and as you do, you realize you can smell all of the flowers that are around you, so many different flowers. And as you keep walking, you come up to a spot in the meadow, and there's some really big, strong, old trees. And you stand and you look at those trees, and you notice everything about them. You can see all of the bark on the trunks. You can see the strong roots going into the ground, being rooted into the ground. You can hear the branches moving in the wind, and you can see the birds chirping and jumping around. And as you do this, your body begins to relax. You feel all of the tension melting out of your muscles because you're so relaxed. And as you continue to walk, you notice a stairway made out of rocks, carved into the side of a cliff or a hill and you get to the top of these stairs and you notice looks like it's maybe granite or something that's very textured and you stand on the rocks and you can feel them with your feet and soon you're going to use your imagination to relax a thousand times more soon you're going to imagine taking a step down each stair and by the time you reach the last step, you're going to be in the exact state of mind you need to be in to escape all of your judgments around money and all of your fears around money. Ten, standing on the first step, feeling the heat of the rock underneath your feet, taking one step down. Nine, feeling safe and secure. Eight, taking another step, letting loose, seven, letting go now, six, relaxing a thousand times more than usual, five, slowing down, four, letting loose now, three, feeling safe and secure, this is your special time just to relax and let loose. Two, one, you know that you control your life. You are in control of your life. You are in control of your emotions at all times. The world is full of abundance. You are open to receiving abundance, whether it's wealth or love or just gratitude, you are open to receiving because you are willing 
to let go of all of the judgment and excuses. Judgments and excuses simply bore you. They're released from your mind. You let them go because you are open to receiving all of the abundance that the universe has to give to you. Your place in this universe is becoming clear. You have the ability to help others, and by helping others, you're able to help heal yourself because you are open to receiving abundance. Money makes you happy. You are a money magnet. Money flows easily to you, and prosperity is attracted to you because you are open to receiving it. Taking a deep breath in. And letting it out slowly now, visualizing the person you want to become. See her now, the strong, confident, successful businesswoman. She receives money. She attracts money in abundance with ease and grace. Visualize her now. See everything about her. Notice that she stands differently. She walks differently. She sits with confidence because she knows she can handle all of life's challenges with grace and ease. And she's open to receiving. She's worthy of love and acceptance. See this version of you now. See everything about it. And when you have a clear version of this in your head, take a big deep breath in. And letting it out slowly, and as you let that out, step into that version of you, knowing that this is who you already are. You already are a confident and strong woman, worthy of receiving as much abundance as you're willing to take in, as much abundance as you desire. See and feel and hear everything around you. Feel this now, knowing that this is who you already are. You are strong and confident. You are open to receiving, whether it's money or love friendship, gratitude, you are open to receiving. Soon as I count from one to five, you will open your eyes when I reach the number five, only when you have accepted each of the beneficial suggestions that I have given to you today. Your eyes will open easily only when you know that you have made powerful decisions and you are ready to take action each and every day. One coming back to the room, feeling strong and open, knowing that you have made powerful choices for yourself, two, setting clear goals and intentions for all of the outcomes that you want, three, beginning to come back to the room, feeling your hands and your feet and your fingers and your toes moving around, four, having a clear vision of your goals and your outcomes, five, opening your eyes, feeling wide awake and refreshed. Welcome back. Hello. (laughs) I hope everybody else feels that energy shift. (laughs) I don't even know how long that was. I think it was about 10 minutes. (laughs) Okay, good. We didn't want to talk. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't want to lose the audience. But I can, you shift into a totally different role when you do that, which I love, why you totally just stand in your power. Maybe you can explain to the audience as we wrap up this session here, what's the point of getting people into that state, first of all, and then the repetitive words? How does that work? So the point of getting us into a super relaxed state like that is so we can bypass our conscious mind. So if you think about your body as a robot, (laughs) 
our mind is the remote control. Our conscious mind thinks it's in control, but it's not. So we want our conscious mind to be put on pause so we can go directly to the subconscious. The reason that we repeat the suggestions is because our subconscious mind needs to hear things several times to start to believe that it's true, to believe that it's real, to believe that it's now. And so that's why the repetition happens. And we typically repeat it about three times. It may come up again in a different place, but it's usually three times is what it takes for your subconscious mind to recognize it as a truth. Mm, interesting. And then, so I'm seeing you once a week for different, you know, working through different things. And then there's also audios that you have me listen to every night before bed. Yes. So why is it good to do this before we go to sleep? Because as we're falling asleep, our subconscious mind or our unconscious mind, however people want to refer to it, is in a state where it's ready to receive information because our gerbil brains from the day are starting to shut down. And even people who are like, oh, I can't shut my brain off. Your brain is in a state when you're getting to bed that it's ready to receive this information. It is the best time to this is going to sound weird. It's actually the best time to also solve problems. Have you ever had a problem and you go to bed and you think about it and in the morning you have a solution? Yeah. yeah. Why this works. And the reason that people listen to this stuff every night when they're not with me is because it's like the compound effect. The more you do it, the larger effect you're going to have, the bigger the changes you're going to see, the more quickly you're going to see changes, the more you're going to feel shifts. It's not about going to the gym once, right? Mm -hmm. It's about practicing this and making it a habit and forming new habits. There's this, people are like, oh, it takes 21 days to form a habit. It actually takes 66 days. Mm. So we have to compound it, right? Yeah. Have a penny, save a penny, get more money. <laughs> like, yeah. I know. I, I remember I messaged you and I'm like, I hear you in my head during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it'll also shift too, because we'll be doing other exercises. We're going to be doing an IM exercise with you. And then you're going to get an audio recording of your IMs. Like it's such powerful work for you to hear somebody else talking to you. But when we start to shift the way your audio programs are, so it's all about, I am this and I am that, and you're repeating that in your head, it becomes even more powerful. Mm, mm, amazing. Thank you so much, Brenda. This time is, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've brought so much information to the audience and they're like, oh, maybe going and Googling NLP now. <laughs> if, yeah. I have two more questions for you before we get to that. How can people find you creep you if they want to know all about Brenda? Honestly, the best place to find me is on Instagram and that would be uh, underscore Brenda Johnston. You can also go to brendajohnstonhealth.com. Um, but really the best place is Instagram. Yeah. Everything is there. I post there every day. I always say that too. I'm like, that's where I hang out. That's where I... It really is where I hang out. Yeah. It's the most information you're going to get is there. <laughs> yeah. So cool. So what does fulfillment mean to you? And I, I love this episode because and th th this is the whole point of this whole show is how do we feel fulfilled and peaceful and happy? Like, what does that mean to you? That's such a good question. And you know, part of me knew you were going to ask that because I listened to your podcast. <laughs> Um, for me, it really, fulfillment means stepping into who you really are and being able to give back to people from the place of who you really are, not who you think you should be. Mm. And just really kind of enjoying 
the journey and not analyzing everything. And when things come up going, huh, that's interesting. And then just letting it go. Like, that's really what fulfillment means to me. Letting go of all of the mind shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And last question, if you go back to your 25 year old self, what would you want her to know? Oh God. (sighs) I would tell her that she needs to realize she does not need to be perfect (laughs) to help other people Mm. to just understand that part of the journey of what she's going through is what is going to help people is what is going to help people relate. You don't have to be perfect. Stop trying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, oh, that's so good. That's the whole point of this podcast is just to show people's people's imperfections people's challenges, struggles, how people have gotten over things like that is life. Well, and also like, just get over yourself, man. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) My ego was so big back then. (laughs) Oh God. I know my twenties were a disaster. (laughs) Yeah. Bad. (laughs) Amazing. Brenda. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you. I'm just so grateful for this opportunity to be on here Mm -hmm. and Yeah, it's been awesome. I just love talking to you. You know that. (laughs) Thanks, then. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Honestly, shows and podcasts like this are not possible without you. So I have so much gratitude for my listeners. You freaking rock. If you want to find me over on Instagram, I am sarah.fennel. Tag me in a post. Let me know what your favorite episode is. Hit me up with a DM. I will always write you back. Shows like this are not possible without ratings and reviews. So if you feel so moved, please write me an honest comment, an honest review, and let us know what you think of the show. 